Good morning and welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomong. Today we will be discussing the growing discontent of Arab and other Muslim majority countries against French President Emmanuel Macron. We will then examine cases of violence escalating in the Indian state of Jammu and Kashmir which recently saw a new law allowing the purchase of land in the erstwhile autonomous region. And finally we will look at former Nigerian finance minister Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala's bid to lead the World Trade Organization. Notre compatriote a compatriote a été lâchement attaqué was attacked flagrantly a été la victime he was a victim d'un attentat terroriste of an islamist terrorist attack French president Emmanuel Macron had said while reacting to a school teacher's beheading by a Chechen teenager a few weeks ago the murder which took place in broad daylight with the motive of killing Samuel Paty after he reportedly used caricatures of Prophet Muhammad to teach a lesson in his class shocked the French Republic and prompted the Macron government to increase security in several religious structures and schools in the country. On Monday, schools across France held a moment's silence for the late Mr. Paty, who has been hailed as a hero of French principles by President Macron and whose family has been awarded France's highest honor, the Légion d'honneur. Several rallies and candle vigils in memory of the high school teacher have marked the past few weeks in France. However, President Macron's comments have been seen as an indicator of Islamophobia and several Muslim majority countries continue to protest it with some calling for a ban on all French products. Reactions from Muslims across the globe comes primarily out of Macron's describing Islam as a religion in crisis all over the world while advocating the democratic value of free speech. Notably, caricatures are considered blasphemous in Islam and the idea of free speech also borders on similar lines in several parts of the Islamic world. Based on the position of French President Emmanuel Macron and his support for the offensive cartoons against our beloved prophet, we decide to remove all French products from the market and branches until further notice. Muhammad Akil of the Dahiyat al-Tuhur Association had written in a tweet using the hashtags Boycott France and Boycott French Products. Other associations supporting Dahiyat include Qatar-based Wajah Dairy and Mira Good Company and the Gulf Cooperation Council. We have immediately withdrawn French products from our shelves until further notice, Mira had said in a statement. The French president has also promised to introduce a bill in parliament next month to strengthen the 1905 law that officially separates the church from the state. Last Monday, thousands gathered outside the French presidency in the Indonesian capital Jakarta, carrying banners calling Macron the real terrorist. Though Indonesian president Joko Widodo has strongly condemned the terrorist attacks in Paris and Nice, he was critical of Macron. and said that the French president's remarks were deemed offensive towards Muslims all over the world. Similar protests were seen in Bangladesh where at least 10,000 members of the Hifat-e-Islam, a group whose nomenclature literally means the protectors of Islam, protested by using shoes to thrash posters of the French president. While the Bangladeshi government prevented the crowd from storming the French embassy in Dhaka and is yet to comment, Bangladesh's opposition, the Bangladesh Nationalist Party, has expressed solidarity with the protesters. Turkish President Erdogan used much harsher rhetoric stating that the French president needs quote a mental health checkup. Apart from Erdogan asking Turkish citizens to boycott French goods, political forces in several West Asian countries including Jordan and Kuwait have also called for similar boycotts. However, French business heads have chosen stoicism towards the anti-Macron protests and believe that it will not significantly impact their businesses. Moving on to Asia, three political leaders from India's ruling Bharatiya Janata Party became the latest victims of a terrorist attack in Jammu and Kashmir last week. 
Militant outfit, the Resistance Front, took responsibility for Thursday's Kulgam attack, which has drawn wide-scale criticism from politicians all across the country. Despite the deployment of massive military forces in India's only Muslim-majority state and several preventive arrests of political leaders after the Indian government decided to scrap Article 370 of the Indian Constitution that allowed for autonomy and preferential treatment for Jammu and Kashmir, the region continues to see sporadic incidents of violence explicitly targeting BJP leaders. It should be mentioned here that Jammu and Kashmir has struggled with terrorism over the last few decades. One of the reasons that the BJP government's unilateral decision to strip the state of its special provisions received wide-scale support in India was, as veteran political journalist Avleen Singh pointed out in an op-ed, in the past three decades we have seen Kashmir Valley become an arena for Pakistani terrorism and radical Islam. Recently, the Indian government also amended a land law allowing non-Kashmiri citizens to buy land in the state. The move has seen stiff resistance from Kashmiri politicians and citizens alike. Former Chief Ministers Umar Abdullah and Mahbubah Mufti have expressed their disdain via tweets saying the decision would be harmful to small landowners. Notably, after the controversial decision to abrogate Article 370, pro-Kashmiri political leaders have actively participated in the People's Alliance for Gupkar Declaration, who have released a statement which calls the decision made by the BJP a huge betrayal and grossly unconstitutional. Lieutenant Governor Manoj Sinha, the administrative chief of the region, praised the move as an attempt to encourage industries and give an economic boost to the area. However, continued political instability and a volatile setup added with strong resistance from locals towards non-Kashmiris buying land in the region have raised concerns about the feasibility of non-forced industrialization of the state. Apart from a huge tourism prospect, Jammu and Kashmir is India's only state with borax and sapphire reserves. Moving on to the business world, Despite stiff U.S. resistance, Nigerians remain hopeful of seeing the country's former finance minister, Ngozi Okonjo-Iviala, being appointed to lead the World Trade Organization. If the former Nigerian minister is appointed to the post of WTO Director General, she will create history by becoming both the first African and the first woman to hold the position. While several member countries continue to back the 66-year-old Nigerian's bid to replace Brazil's Roberto Azevedo as WTO chief, the USA has put its weight behind South Korea's trade minister, Yo Myung-hee. Economists, however, believe that the USA's decision not to back the Nigerian candidate will hold little or no impact during the appointment. Notably, there is the possibility of a bias being created in case Yo Myung-hee replaces Azevedo, as a critical challenge for the World Trade Organization is to stabilize the storm created by frequent trade clashes between the world's two largest economies, the USA and China. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is I N S I G H T S dot E G O M O N K dot com to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomog.com.